Very noisy. The bird defect represents one of uh, the major causes of morbidity and mortality in children. Uh, it has been shown that about 150,000 uh, babies with birth defect are born every year in the States. And there's about three every hundred babies which are born with a major birth defect. For these birth defects, uh, I have the privilege of working at Great Ormond Street Hospital, which is one of the major referral centers in Europe for babies which are born with birth defect. Nevertheless, we are facing many times with a situation in which we don't know what to do for these babies, which have, may have missed uh, muscle, which uh, separate the chest from the abdomen, or may miss part of the intestine. So they are unable to feed and they are condemned to have a long-term life in the hospital. You're 27 weeks now, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. So I collaborate with Paolo Di Coppi, who's a paediatric surgeon at uh, Great Ormond Street and UCL Institute of Child Health. Uh, and he's a paediatric surgeon. We've been working together about three to four years. I look after the mums while they're pregnant if their baby has an abnormality. Um, and then Paolo visits the fetal medicine unit and he sees the mums if the baby has an abnormality because he looks after the baby when they're born. And we're trying to develop treatments using uh, stem cells in the amniotic fluid around the baby. The stem cells have represented a major breakthrough because it's the possibility of growing cells outside the body to make a repair to the children once the cells have been built in the laboratory. Listen to baby's heart beating. Oh, that's a nice one, isn't it? It's always good, isn't it? So at the moment, the way it works is we collect amniotic fluid from women who are having an amniocentesis for a clinical problem. And the way we do that is we see the woman, we scan them, we have a look at the baby in detail on scan, and while we're scanning them, we pass a little very fine needle through the skin, through the wall of the womb, into the fluid around the baby, and we're scanning as we can do this, we can actually see what we're doing. And we take a sample, usually about 20 mils of fluid, and the patients have very kindly agreed that any cells that are not used for the clinical purposes can be used for research. Here is uh, where we do receive the samples from Anas. Once the cells are isolated from the amniotic fluid, they can be easily expanded in the incubator and eventually engineer in a three-dimensional structure that can mimic the organs that the baby is missing. These organs can be expanded and grow in these bioreactors. There are different cell types that we can use and uh, we know that the two main cell types are represented by the embryonic stem cells which uh, have the power of generating all tissue types and can be proliferated and differentiated outside the body very easily. But they are so powerful that when we cannot uh, control them very accurately, they can form tumor. So they may potentially be dangerous on the opposite side, we have the adult stem cells, which every one of us has. The main source of stem cells in the adult body is the bone marrow. However, these stem cells have limitation. 
once you try to culture them outside the body, they proliferate for some weeks or months, but not forever. So if you want to uh, be therapeutic and have a cell source for therapy, they're limited because they cannot form all the tissue of the body and they cannot be proliferate forever. In our situation, however, we need to do things sooner. We cannot wait when the baby is born because it may be too late. That's why in the last few years we have concentrated our efforts on finding cells which may be present in the surroundings of the fetus. So what we have developed in the last few years, and this has been initially the work uh, we have done with Anthony Atala at the Wake Forest Institute of Regenerative Medicine, and is the possibility of deriving stem cells from the amniotic fluid. These are not embryonic stem cells, but are neither adult stem cells. They have characteristics that are in between the two cell type and for that they may represent a big advantage for therapy. They can be grown outside the body very rapidly because similar to what the fetus uh, uh, develop during the gestation, they grow much more rapidly than adult stem cells but they are not so potent as the embryonic stem cells, so these cells cannot form teratoma. These cells would represent an ideal source for building organ and tissue that are missing in the fetus. And this is because we can predict and diagnose very accurately these diseases before the fetus is born. Once this diagnosis is made, however, we have about 20 weeks of gestation in which we can plan the engineer organ to be built outside the baby that then can be eventually implanted once the baby is born and so will allow the baby to have as close as possible a normal life. So at the moment, um, what we've shown is we can make these amniotic fluid stem cells differentiate into muscle cells, into cartilage cells, which are the cells that are required to make a new diaphragm. Um, and we're developing ways in which we can actually make these cells into a, a diaphragm itself. In terms of going into man, we'd need to discuss with the regulatory authorities about um, how to do it, whether they, it would be acceptable. Um, so you're probably looking in a couple of years' time, we'd be, th we'd be able to go into a patient. In other situations in which we can intervene even before birth, we can use the same cells to treat the fetus. So we can culture his, his or her cells and expand them and eventually correct, for example, a gene that uh, is altered or missing using gene therapy technique. And we can inject back the cells into the fetus before uh, birth. And so somehow improving uh, his option of life once the baby is born. So that looks absolutely fine. Looks good.